0: Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is creating with multimedia. In the last several episodes of Tech Talk for Teachers, I've shared different ways students can create with technology. Options included using video, audio, images, text, and even animation. While it's really helpful to look at each of those forms of media one at a time, we almost never use those types of formats in isolation. We almost always create some sort of multimedia mashup that includes two or more of those options. Video almost always includes audio. Audio almost always includes words. When we write something, it's pretty common to include images. Images are part of almost every well-edited video, and animations find their way into videos as well and often include text and images in their design. These formats are powerful on their own, but when we bring them together into multimedia formats, they can become transformational, opening up almost endless creative options for our students. This can not only be exciting and fun, but it's motivating and empowering as well because it gives students a great deal of voice and choice as well as autonomy in how they communicate their ideas. There are lots of ways students can create multimedia projects. In fact, I've already alluded to some of them like how text, images, audio, and animations can all end up in a video production. To broaden your palette of options, let's look at five different multimedia canvases. Now I use the term canvas intentionally because I want you to think about them like a painter would think about a canvas. These are the surfaces upon which students can embed all of these forms of media to create something new. It's like they're painting media onto this one canvas. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips. Instructional technology. Here are five canvases that you can consider. Number one, slideshows. At first, this might appear to be overly simplistic, but slideshows are incredibly versatile places to start. Students can create traditional presentations, of course, but they can also create many other products, including infographics, digital posters, interactive kiosks, comic strips, digital books, stop-motion animation, and so much more. This is a great place to start having students create multimedia because it's a place they're probably already comfortable and familiar with. This reduces their cognitive load, they don't have to learn a new tool, and it gives them a place to be creative. Digital slideshows also allow students to easily embed and combine all the other forms of media in this one place. The two most obvious tools for this are Google Slides and Microsoft PowerPoint. Prezi is another good one to consider as well. Number two infographics. I mentioned infographics in the list of products that students can create with slideshows, but if students know right from the start that their final product will be a digital poster or infographic, they might want to use a tool specifically designed for this purpose. These tools usually provide templates and multimedia options that are easy to access and use. Students can also choose to start from scratch with a blank canvas, and these platforms make it really easy to drag and drop different multimedia elements onto that canvas. Not only that, infographics have become a really popular and important way professionals communicate information, so it's a good skill for students to develop. A few of my favorite infographic platforms include Canva, S'more, PictoChart, and Genially. Number three, digital books. Students often love to see their work published in book form. It legitimizes their work and makes it feel more polished. Of course, It's still important that students put in the necessary effort to make it creative and meaningful, but if they're driven by the desire to achieve the final product, they will often be more intrinsically motivated. Countless creation options fall under the umbrella of digital books, like stories, comics, documentaries, biographies, lab notebooks, and more. This gives students many choices with this canvas type. My favorite digital book canvases include Book Creator, FlipSnack, And Story Jumper. Number four, websites. This might be the most powerful canvas of them all. After all, websites have become the hub of nearly all information available to us. Frequently, companies and agencies don't even publish in print anymore. Everything's online. On the one hand, this is a cost-saving measure. But on the other hand, the digital canvas provides so many more opportunities to create and communicate. This medium also allows content to remain more current since updates can happen quickly and in real time. Because multimedia websites are digital, these options are accessible and generally available for free to our students. Weebly and Wix are great options if your students are age 13 and older, and Google Sites is great for students of any age. And number five, blogs. While a blog is really a subtype of website, it's worth calling out separately, since it's become such a popular type of digital canvas. Like a website, it's easy to add multimedia to a blog. And while the design options might be a little bit more limited due to the serial nature of blog posts, blogs still offer extensive creative design and content options. This is also a great choice if you want the viewers of the blog to respond to the posted content. Blogs are great ways to get students reflecting, defending positions, and expressing viewpoints in relation to what they've learned. You can typically use website creators to make blogs, or you can use more dedicated blogging platforms like Blogger, Seesaw Blogs, and Edublogs. Seesaw Blogs is a great option if you have younger students and you want to develop a blog as a class. How do I use, How do I use integration? Inspiration. Integration ideas. Regardless of the multimedia canvas that you or your students choose, you will still need to design an engaging and meaningful learning experience around the creation of that final product. Consider asking yourself a few key questions as you design your project. Does the activity align to your objectives? It should. What are the criteria and parameters for the project? It's helpful to do a backward design where you create the rubric first. Will you choose the canvas to be used? or can students choose their own? If possible, it's nice to let students have voice and choice in this part of the project. Will students have an opportunity to be creative? If all the students are expected to turn in the exact same product, it's probably more of a recipe than a creative project. The more you can allow choice, the better. Will students have an opportunity to collaborate? It's great when students create on their own, but the benefits can really be amplified when students are allowed to collaborate with their peers. And finally, how will the final product be shared? The more authentic the final audience is, the more incentive students will have to make their final product really good. With these questions as a guide, I encourage you to begin designing a multimedia learning experience for your students. In addition to teaching them your content standards, You'll also be empowering them with lifelong skills in creativity, problem-solving, project management, communication, collaboration, and so much more. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the article titled, Mash It Up with Multimedia. And of course, be sure to join Rena, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.